0: Welcome to my official author podcast. My name is Dr. Jennifer Lowry, and today I want us to talk about writing a novel that has the potential to be banned and should you pursue it. So as you know, my podcast is a way to talk about the writing process, strategies, tips, just and just the journey itself. And I like to keep everybody informed, so... I will let you know that I started a new novel on Sunday, July 29th, 2018. I want to like brand that date here on the podcast because I'm going to forget, you know, years later, but I'm going to look back on this episode and I'm going to say, okay, I can now pull back the date, but I can also pull back the place and the time and the moment when I was given the idea. Because I was praying for a new idea. Um, I had really, like, the longest podcast that I'd had was on Sunday. I was just pouring out my heart about um, the writing and the calling that we have. It is such a responsibility. It's it's not just a personal responsibility, but it's a, it's a huge accountability issue for me. And so... I was praying for a new project, and it arrived in my mind. It was nowhere where I thought it was going to go. I had had a supernatural dream um, for the past two days prior to Sunday. So on Friday night, I dreamed that me and the boys, my two boys, were in a Victorian haunted house. And I could could see the double doors, the wooden doors. I could see such vivid descriptions of paranormal that I was like, okay, well, maybe I'm to do that. Maybe do a paranormal activity for middle grades. But then the next night I had a dream, and it was from my father. And my father has only come to me two other times in a dream since his passing. That one like hit me and I was like, Am I to write about something like that? So then I just sat in front of the screen and I started to write and I realized that I was gonna have a seventeen year old protagonist. Um I started to see the word monster I was like, well, is this a true monster? Like, was it like the Monster Carl's book? You know, is it going to be something like that? Or is it going to be psychological? I said, what kind of monster is this? Is it going to be a demonic force? Like, what is it? So my mind just settled there for a few minutes. And I wrote chapter one. And I didn't even know what would be chapter two. Like, honestly, chapter one was chapter one. And it sat alone. And I watched it. And I was an observer of Chapter One, and I reread it, and I just went after it with all the full force that I give any project. It's like with this just whirlwind passion, and I was like, I can't believe I just wrote Chapter One, and I have no idea, like I have her name. Uh, I didn't have the monster's name. I, I didn't know what the monster was. It wasn't even a shadow in my mind. It was just crazy. So, the next day came. So, Monday, we're talking Monday, I had had chapter one from Sunday night. And so, I got back on my computer and it was really early because, you know, I'm getting up early on my summer. And uh, I just had my coffee. I was reading. And I was like, seriously, God, this is the book? And it just... all at once, and it was just, it clicked, and so I started to write, and the question that hit my spirit, strong over the course of the day, was my book will be banned, should I write it anyway, and there was no, like, hesitation, it was just a yes, And I know that concept seems alien, like why would I waste my time on a novel that could be devalued before it hits the gate? Or does that mean that the mental energy that it takes to craft this work, which all of you know now, the research process that I'm doing or the long hours of pajama couch computer fights against what I could be doing that really could be more productive. Like I could be expelling all of this energy on my coaching business or, um, so many other avenues that I could take and explore for marketing or just going back through the two books that I had already written this summer and just adding to them and and making sure that I wasn't at just the iceberg level, but I was like deep under the surface, but I was I kept going back to you know yes, I have to do this because I'm an author. And I have to follow this rabbit through the garden and through the gate and down the burrow to the heart and the hearth of it, to where it may take me, where it may lead. And I've got to be okay with that, though. I have to settle myself within that realm of possibility that it may lead to absolutely nothing. And as others, we have to accept that inevitability. I have to accept the harsh truth that the book that I'm writing now may not reach a school. I have to wrestle with that. You know, funny how I thought of the ban, yet I didn't even consider whether or not it was going to be published. So that is a fallacy of my own thinking. And so I went out there and while that hit my spirit, I researched band books. And I know ban books and we have band Book Week and we have days where we discuss band books. But if you look at some of these books on the list, I mean just go to bandbookweeks.org. I mean go to go to an online site. And you see The Call of the Wild was burned in bonfires in Nazi Germany. You know, you could see Fahrenheit 451, which is one of my favorite books. You look at authors like you know, Steinbeck and Hemingway. And even The Great Gatsby, there's been challenges on that book. Um, I'm just looking at Whitman. And I'm just going down the list now. The Red Badge of Courage, The Scarlet Letter, To Kill a Mockingbird. Even where the wild things are, I made this list of either banned or challenged books. And some of them I can, I can, you know, pull apart. Others, I can say, well, I don't see it, sorry. And so even when I research topics, because as you know, when, when we are writing a book, we want to see what else is out there in the market. Um, there is nothing quite like what I'm writing right now that i found to be in the mainstream. However, I did find a book that touched on a similar topic as mine. It just came from a completely different perspective and it was already banned in a state. And the state said, this will not be in um, the school libraries. But you know, I didn't even want consider whether or not the book would even make it the light of day. And we know that there's a probability. I mean, we can write a bajuku's amount of books and only a juku then we get it published i mean we're lucky when we get that one published and then you know the next one and then the next one and then the next one the one is the gateway but i'm telling you it doesn't mean that everything that we write is meant for publication either I mean, we would want it to be. We would suspect that, it, you know, every author would want it to be, but the truth of it is that everybody talks about the skeletons in their their book closet. Like, oh, I have this book in this trunk, or I have this book, you know, under my bed, or I have this book on my computer files that it just is not meant to be. So then I started really thinking this through and. Here's what I came up with, and you can say it's a cop-out, that's fine, but this is just my rationale of this whole business. We need to accomplish a goal for the sake of following our passion, not necessarily the glorification or acceptance of the output. So we need to accomplish a goal for the sake of following the passion. Not necessarily the glorification or acceptance of the output. So then I had to pull back a bit, and I think that that argument really just, you know, settled me. It settled me into work. I had to move on to the fact that I was writing this book regardless of the accolades, or the bookshelf room, or the sales, or the passing grade, or the warning labels. I was going to write this book because I had to. Or I would release the power of the words that I have, and then I would call words irrelevant. I would murder that creativity. I would starve out these words. Guys, I can't force words on a page. I can't force myself to write an idea because it's going to be the next best thing. And I can't guarantee that anything I write is ever going to be the next best thing. Only my readers will be able to construct that for me. All I can do is be true to myself and give room to the words that are given to me. They are gifts, each and every one. And a book can be controversial. A book can be hard. It can be startling. And it can be difficult. It can be melancholy. You know, guilt-ridden. It, it's reprehensible sometimes, the actions of human nature. And there is an the evil present in our world. Sometimes we're called to write about that. And I can't stop writing. And I will say that I'm on chapter 8 already. Like the productivity, once I sat down with it, with that formed construct that we need to accomplish a goal for the sake of following the passion, not necessarily the glorification or acceptance of the output I will tell you that the creativity flowed from that premise. And honestly, this is the hardest psyche of a character that I've ever had to fight with. Yet it's been the easiest of novels that I have written so far, which sounds like a strange dichotomy, but that's where it's landing right now. Now, who's to say I won't hit a snag in this process because I'm only on chapter eight, in which My chapters are moving quickly. Uh, I could just hit that, or you know, the real wall. I could hit it, and, and i will have to be okay with hitting that and breaking it down, climbing through it, or, or changing direction. We'll see. But I know I'm going to keep going with this. And I'm old enough to get the fact that it will be what it will be. You know, my best friend Tanya's motto is, you know, it is what it is. She has a shirt uh, that, that I got her with that on it. You know, so I'm getting back to writing this new novel. So, and I'm not doing it irresponsibly either. It's with great care and concern that I have for this. Like my character is pulling at every one of my emotions and I'm screaming at her going, what are you doing? Why are you making these irrational illogical choices. But to her, she's practically sane in this. So it has drained me like no other. Like, I'm not making a Facebook Live video today because I'm telling you, (laughs) the bags under my eyes, I'm carrying the weight of this character. Um, You know, I had to take migraine medication yesterday. Like, it is, like, taxing. And it's also taxing you know, on my spirit, because this is a struggle for life, meaning, and purpose, but it's also a struggling for forgiveness. Like, this character needs forgiveness, and she's got to find forgiveness within herself and with those closest to her and with the public. Like, she's, she needs it from God. And so anybody that would read this book, whether it would be a beta reader or whether it would, you know, be the publisher and stop there, whether it be, you know, readers that I haven't met yet, whoever gets this book is just going to see a girl who's in a messed up situation, who's allowing these choices to be made for her She's making them as well. And then, how do you come out of that to the other side? And the only way to do that is through forgiveness. So, yes, it's a spiritual journey. It is. She doesn't have the vocabulary of it, she's not a spiritually um, minded human being with, you know, years of evangelical vocabulary and, and experiences and and knowledge base, but she's going through this spiritual journey. So I'm gonna write it for the sake of writing it. Because the personal rewards often outweigh the societal ones. And in the case of this novel, you know, I know it to be true. So my question to you is you know, if if you've come to a crossroads in your writing, you have this, this passion, this idea, but you look at what's out there now in society, and you're like, "Well, could this be banned?" Yeah, <laughs> it'll fall. Well, it'll fall. Write it, with that responsibility of knowing that, you know, you do you do answer to God as you write. We do we do we either get closer to truths or we fall farther from the truth when we write. so we always you know evaluate if it, if it's a controversial topic, evaluate the learned milestones through this the the stopping points where people can pull back from it and go, I can connect with that, I quite don't see that, um, I, I, can, I can wrestle with this same concept, or if I was in this person's shoes, you know, this empathy, you know, could it, could it have been that way for me, or would I have been that foolish, or maybe I would have, or, you know, that's where we get to dialogue About the human condition is when we start having these kind of conversations with ourselves. So then we can have them with other people. So I'm having this, you know, these, these internal conflicts be built within my mind through this book. And I just got to let it go. And, and you may read it in the future, and you may say, well, why did she think this was going to be a banned book? This just doesn't account to a banned book. But you know, Maybe that was a way for a block to happen, for me to say, forget it. I'm not going to spend the next two weeks on this novel, and I know it's not going to hit the light of day. No, and I got over it quickly, too. I quickly got over it. And so that's where we have to, you know, reframe our thinking when we do projects and we do ideas. Is that there could be a greater good for this? And it's the it's through the dialogue that we find those things out. And whether it's the internal dialogue or it's, it's talking with your husband about it, or hashing it out with your kids about it, or you know, talking with family members. You, about this, and putting it out there on your Facebook wall, whatever it is that you do when you when you pose these questions out there. And that's where learning starts. And I'm learning through this process. We all should be. So I challenge you to, to start asking these questions. And then that personal accountability and that that accountability needs to show up so I challenge you today and maybe you should look out there at the you know the research and what what makes a band book a banned book and, and where were the limitations here or, or what is the value of free speech or you know what is to say is controversial or not in a society that we live in we're really pushing the limits and the boundaries of um all kinds of thoughts whether it's collective or individual and and it's uh scary and inspiring all at the same time <laughs> so let me get back to my book um i'm still researching i'm And I've uh, found myself to be researching and writing simultaneously, which has really uh, been a unique way of handling the situation. I'm maximizing my time, I guess. But uh, let me get back to it because I just have to do it. It's what we're called to do, by the way. Remember, not the hobby, the calling. Go back and listen to that one. I hope it inspires you. I would like for us to pray together a Bible verse found in Philippians 4.8. Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. Dear Heavenly Father, I ask you, Lord, Help us as we are moving forward in our careers, as we are stepping into our calling. Help us to focus on that what is true. Help us to focus on how words can change people. Your word is a gift to me, God. Your Bible is truly the God in the lamppost. It is the light on my feet. It is carrying me down a path. And as messed up people as we are, God, we come from so many different places, Lord. So many different experiences, so many different walks when we build these characters, God. Even though they may be removed from our own experiences because those of us who write fiction, God, we're just shaping and molding. Let the, let the outcome, let the message still glorify you, Lord. Because where there is darkness, God, there is light and you are the light so no matter what I write God give me the words so that when people hit the last page they have went through this journey from darkness to light and walk away with the truth that you are the way I ask you this in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. So write something inspiring today and share it with the world. Thanks for joining me on Jen Lowry Writes. Have a blessed day.